You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's start off with some questions, and then we're going to dig into the Rams just a little bit before we get on out of here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Uh, Matt. Some people ask some questions to you, so what do you got for us? All right, let's start with D-Rob. The question is, who will be inactive on Thursday? And I think we need to go with specifically like guys who might surprise people because there's probably a couple people on the list who are relatively obvious who will be inactive, but in your mind, I'll let you go first. Who do you think will be somebody that's inactive that might throw people off a little bit? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, one of the tight ends is going to be inactive, I think, whether that's Sweeney or Morris. I don't know. I may, that might come down. It might be Morris because he's been he dealt with a little injury as of the last week or so. Could be McKenzie could be inactive. I think Balen Spector's probably inactive. I mean, he made the team, but you know, you already have Tyler Medikevich in that role. I was actually trying to come up with the 48-man active roster. Another rules note for everybody. There's 53 on the team. You can elevate two to give you 55. If you dress eight linemen, you get 48 active, giving you seven inactive out of the 55. So it's a it's a crazy kind of math, the way to do it. Um, I don't know. Could you see a Shaq Lawson maybe inactive, or do they roll with nine? I think that... I think they want his juice in this game. I think that he plays... I think... The running back is an interesting conversation, and do they actually have four running backs active? I think the wide receiver is a bit interesting. Do they have Jay Kumaro active? I know he made this team because of what he can contribute on special teams, but I don't think he's going to see the field a lot on offense, so that wouldn't be a massive surprise. And I think the one you said, Balen Specter, is kind of where I got to. I don't see them dressing that many linebackers for this game. I think that it's like, hey, we want you on the team, but we're going to kind of ease your way into things just because we, we don't need you right away. All right, I got one from Nate here. Guys, if you had to choose one surprise player that could be the difference maker in week one, who is your pick? And this one jumped at me because I do have one. Oh, I hope it's not the same. Oh, you go ahead, Nate, first. uh, uh, Is yours offense or defense? Mine's offense. Mine's defense. So go ahead. I'm going to say James Cook. I Look, we were at an event. I was at an event at um, at Riverworks recently with uh, Steve Tasker, and there were some, you know, Bill's sponsors from the radio network and things like that, and they were doing a Q&A, and I was up there, and Steve was up there. And Steve kept saying he thinks they've been kind of hiding James Cook in the preseason to unleash him, so to speak, in week one. And I'm not, I'm not going to go that far necessarily. I do think, however, they did not want to show him a lot because they do have some plans for him. And this kid needs one play to make a big play. I think it could happen. I will not say who it was, but I was sitting there when we were doing our media draft, and I was also in another draft at the same time for fantasy football. And I asked the person next to me, which running back out of the Bills like room would you want long term? And they were like, and it's kind of an obvious, but they were like, James Cook, no question, especially late in drafts. Because if you're in a keeper league, if you're in a dynasty league, whatever it is, like there's some really strong value there. And I think we see that kind of right away. Like I think James Cook, same thing. It's going to kind of like unleash him a little bit and everybody will be like, wow, I forgot about James Cook. So I could see him getting, I know we were just talking about a little bit ago, Moss, Singletary. I still think Cook gets more touches than Moss for sure. 
and he probably gets close to Singletary in this game. I don't think that's going to be a ton. total touches. That's not carries necessarily. That's touches. That's touches. I don't think he's going to probably get a ton of work out of the backfield. He'll get some just to keep the defense honest. This is also a really efficient, effective offense. So there's going to be more touches that go around. I think James Cook is your player who could. I don't want to say breakout because I don't think he's ever going to this year be like one of the top running backs in the NFL or like a top fantasy option or anything like that. But I think he's going to be very effective when needed. So I like that call for you. Mine's on defense and it's Tim Settle. I love it. I think Tim Settle all summer when healthy has flashed. And I think we have not seen him standing next to Von Miller and Ed Oliver. So in a real game, assuming he's healthy, ready to go, I think Tim Settle is going to be quite a disruptive force. And he's going to be rotating in with Taquan. And I understand that that's very important to them. He's not going to get a ton of snaps. He probably gets like 40% or 50%. But I think when he's on the field, he's going to be a difference maker. He's going to help the run game. The Rams, Cam Akers, like they use him a lot. They use him more than they should. They should lean on their passing game more than they do. They're going to run the ball a lot. That was an issue for the Bills at times last year was stopping the run. I think the middle of the line is going to be more solid this year. I think they're going to do a better job getting after the quarterback as well. But I think that's a sneaky addition for the Bills as Tim Settle to try and kind of lock down the middle and make sure that they're not consistently getting beat with runs up the middle. I love it. I'm a big Tim Settle guy as well. I think he brings us so much juice and he's fantastic. His numbers, like his you know, effectiveness type numbers, whatever the deeper analytics were off the charts when he got a chance to play in Washington, he just was behind other really, really good linemen. The only issue is he has been dealing with a calf injury and we don't know his status as we sit here today on a Sunday. All right. You got any other uh, questions that came your way? Yeah, this is just from David and he says, I believe Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis will have a breakout year. Do you guys also believe that he'll have a breakout year? And I know I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast, but I couldn't buy the hype anymore. Like, I think that he is just going to be a dominant force this year. I think if you're somebody who's like a betting person, I love basically every Gabe Davis prop going into this year. If you're somebody who's a fantasy football player, your drafts are probably done if you're listening to this, but I don't think he's going to be like a target monster, but I think he's just so efficient and he catches so many touchdowns that You'll want him on your team, and I think he's going to continue to grow with the offense in all summer. Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs, but Davis is the one that I feel like I notice every single day at practice. So, yes, I'm in on the hype. I believe that. I couldn't say any better. I think Gabe Davis is in line for a big year. I think what I've seen from him at practice, he is so much more physically imposing than a lot of the TVs he goes against, and he still has... He, he still has the ability to separate, even though he's not like this super speed guy, right? And he's, he's big. He's 227 pounds. It's just a mismatch against a lot of those guys. I think he's in for a big year. I have one more, and then I have a personal one for you. Uh, this is Dave, who says, do you think the Bills are waiting until after week one to sign a vet like Hayden or OBJ so that 25% of the contract will be guaranteed rather than the full thing? And that's a point I've been making for a while, Matt, that let's remember, veterans who are on the week one roster have their salaries base salaries fully guaranteed. After that, they are not. They're 25%. I I listened to Brandon Bean last week. He did not shut the door on OBJ. I think it's possible. I'm not in on Joe Hayden. I was agreed. I was before and I think that if your young corners are really struggling then you maybe make that call. I still think that they are going to kick the can on Odell Beckham. I think that I know they've only got between 2.4 and 2.8 million dollars in cap space. 
they can always figure something out. I think that if he's available and they feel like they're close, but they need one extra piece, then they could go do it. And that's not to knock Diggs or not to knock Gabe Davis. I was just talking about how much I like him, but how do you stop those three? How do you stop Beckham, Diggs, and Davis, even if it is just for the last month of the season and then a run in the playoffs? So I think that the options are open. I don't think they're specifically waiting for that reason. I think they really like the team they've got now. And then maybe they wait and see how it plays out in four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. All right. My question for you. You ready? Yeah. How excited are you for the return of the Goathead? Sabres jersey. You are a Sabres guy. By the way, the two guys that we bet if might chirp us while we're on the podcast just walked in. We didn't know. Oh, per- I was say, sh- sh- Perino and John Scott. We they're they're walking by us right now. We we were putting odds on who would chirp us while we're doing our podcast. And I said John Scott's feeling good from his Ohio State team last night. He'd probably give us some chirping. Uh, there's nothing to feel good about. I'm not a big college football guy, so I don't know anything that happened yesterday. I will say I'm very hyped about the Goathead return. Yes. When I caught wind of it last week and I heard it was probably going to happen, I got real nostalgic. I went on a YouTube deep dive and just watched every playoff goal from the 05-06 Sabre season. I still remember every single one of them. And then after that, I watched all of the playoff goals. You know what? It's actually a really good transition. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, Luke, who was in town this past week this Bills season feels a little bit like the Sabres season in 06-07 the year after they went to the conference finals and they lost for a lot of people that 06-07 season wasn't enjoyable because the expectations were so high they won the president's trophy the team was great but people are not nearly fondly looking back on that season as they were 05-06 so I understand how hyped Bills fans are for this season and rightfully so but because the expectations are so high a lot of people are really nervous going into this one it's not like you're playing with house money. This isn't 2020 where you're like, oh, the Bills might be good. Every win is just kind of like a bonus at this point. They're expected to win the Super Bowl, and that makes the games that much more stressful. Did you own a Goathead jersey? And, and like, what, what, who was the name on it? I, I think I had all of them. I had, what? Come on. I think I have uh, – Yeah, obviously, I'm trying to think back. I know I had a black Hashik. I know I had a white Stu Barnes. And I had a red Vanek. So, yes, I had all three of those when I was a kid. That's amazing. I had one. Do you want to guess who I had? A little bit earlier on. It was a, I'm sorry, a little bit, uh, yeah, earlier on, I should say. It was an earlier on kind of player. Not the, not the mid-2000s type of players. It was more of the late 90s, early 2000s player. And it wasn't Hashik? It was not Hashik. Pekka. I was a big Curtis Brown guy. Ooh. I had Curtis Brown. Loved Curtis Brown. Curtis Brown makes a mad dash down the ice. I still, yeah, number 37. Loved Curtis Brown. Yeah, so that was my guy. All right, so let's just dig in on the Rams quickly before uh, we get on out of here. Um, this is a team that is obviously the defending Super Bowl champ. So my wife and son are going to the game, and my wife got an email because she has a ticket. And the email said, if you're going to the game, it's from the Rams, if you're going to the game, we recommend you get to the stadium at least an hour early and in your seats by 4.50 p.m. for the banner-raising ceremony for the Super Bowl champion Rams. So they're going to be hyped. They're going to be ready. They also are dealing with a little bit of an issue with Matthew Stafford and his elbow and no Van Jefferson in this game. That's pretty much, he's not officially ruled out, but he's not going to play. I have a take about the Super Bowl banner raising and how they're going to be hyped. I think the Bills are going to be way more hyped for this game. I don't know if that's like a hot take or if that's like obvious, but I think 
that happening with the Bills in the building is going to make them more pissed off that they didn't win like they think they were supposed to. Like they think they're the best team in the NFL. And for that to happen, I think they're going to use that as juice. And I've actually talked to a couple people, a couple players and coaches about it as well. Like they're going to do everything they can to be very composed and, you know, go into this game without too much energy because that can be a bad thing at times. But I think watching like a banner raising or knowing that it's happening because I don't think the Bills are going to be out there for that. But knowing that it's happening is going to fire up the Bills more than it's going to fire up the Rams. Does Josh Allen target Jalen Ramsey at all? Going back to what he said about Josh coming in the league. Now I know they played a couple a couple times. Remember when Jalen called him trash? And I think I don't I don't think Jalen feels that anymore necessarily. He's kind of avoided that kind of talk. But remember against the Jags, Josh ran in the end zone on him. There was a picture, yep. and then he actually threw the ball for a touchdown to Diggs yep. the last time they played, and that was a big deal. But again, you got it. If you're Josh Allen, you're th- always thinking about that because that's something that I'm sure stuck with him. I think that old Josh Allen, less mature Josh Allen, is targeting Jalen Ramsey. I think Josh Allen in 2022 is taking what the defense is giving him because he thinks that a win will hurt Jalen Ramsey way more than, you know, him giving up four catches and the Bills still losing the game. So I think Josh Allen is going to take what the defense gives him. And if at times that means going after Jalen Ramsey, then sure, I think he's not going to be scared away. I think he's too dynamic and too good of a quarterback to ever be scared away by a player. But I also think it's foolish to try and target somebody because they called you trash once. You've also beat them twice already. So like, I think both the times they've played, the only time... No, yeah. I think both times that the Bills have played, the because Jalen, Jalen Ramsey's best game against the Bills was the playoff game, and that was in 2017. That was Tyrod. He had the interception at the end. But yeah, so no, Josh Allen has already had, you know, the ability to kind of like shrug that off and be like, no, I'm not worried about that. So no, I, I don't think he's going to be targeting him extra. I think that would be foolish, but I, I don't think he's going to be scared off either. Anything else on the Rams that you're thinking before you head into this game that you want to kind of say before because this is the last time we're going to talk before that game okay so cooper cup is a problem like cooper cup is really good and i'm not necessarily concerned about matthew stafford in the short term like i think maybe that's going to be a lingering issue that happens and uh, impacts kind of their season outlook but for one game like especially the first game of the year i'm not in concerned with his injury at all I am concerned about how they stop Cooper Cup, and I think they're going to have some defenses kind of like schemed up to make sure that they're not putting too much pressure on any one particular person, whether that be Taron Johnson or that be one of the outside corners. I think they're going to get a lot of safety help. I think they're going to try and trick the Rams at times, and it's not going to be 100% effective. It's just not. So I think if you can eliminate the explosive plays, then you have a chance of I don't think the Bills want to win track meets. Like, I just don't. I know they're built for it because the offense is so good. Not necessarily McDermott's philosophy. No, and like, quite frankly, over the years, like, when they get in track meets, they've lost games. Like, the games that we look back to last year that they lost that were track meets were the Chiefs game in the playoffs, the Titans game. Like, they lost both of those games. So... I I think that for the Bills, they need to, and it sounds so cliche and obvious, but they really need to contain the big plays. They're going to need one of their boundary corners to step up because one of them is going to have to deal with Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson is a really effective player. I think for the Bills, the key to the game offensively is going to be long drives where they can take time off of the clock, where they can go down the field, put up points. They can play the possession game, keeping the Rams off the field as well. And obviously they need their interior line to hold down Aaron Donald. Hey, I like would you sign up for one sack right now? You probably would, right? Like is he's going to get his. 
but don't let him take over the game because that's what he did at the end of the Super Bowl. He took over the game. He also did that in the second half in Buffalo two years ago when that huge comeback. The Bills blew a 25-point lead. Aaron Donald was unbelievable in that half. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a very similar team. Obviously, now they've got Stafford and they've not got Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford's a much more, you know, dangerous opponent. So, I think that I'm, I'm interested, though, because the line keeps moving. And Vegas always knows something. And I know this means the Bills are getting bet. Do you think that the line is fair? Two and a half? I do. I'm kind of surprised the Bills are favorites uh, in this game um, because it is so tough to go on the road in that opening week against the Super Bowl champions in any situation. You look back, that the, the, the champs win. They always win this game, right? So I am kind of. But he, the reason why the Bills are favorite, they're just getting so much love. Uh, we had somebody on from the BetQL network on Chopin the Bulldog, uh, Joe Ostrowski, who said it doesn't matter how how low they make the number on the Bills for the Super Bowl, they keep getting bets on them. People just love the Bills right now, Matt. I get it. It's hard not to. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best players in the NFL with him. They've got Stefan Diggs, and they added Von Miller and some other pieces to a defense that was already the number one defense in the NFL last year. So I understand the hype. That being said, a home underdog like, come on, a home underdog that's raising a Super Bowl banner? Like, to me, that's Dan Fates. Is, he, is that Dan walking in? Dan, you're a betting guy. Wait, are you, are you surprised? Are you surprised? Yes. Yeah, he's surprised. I'm surprised. That, that line's moved a lot. Bills yep. fans bet heavily. So that the lines have to adjust to what the Bills would do. Oh, there you go. Lines have to adjust. And he's right. I mean, that's, that's what Vegas does. Vegas has to get the money. Agrees, yeah, Mike, Mike he, he agrees. He's just like, yeah, you guys do your thing. I'm, you know, I'm just going to get in here and get ready. So what's your prediction for the game on Thursday? So I'm not, I, I think the Bills win the game. Um, I, I don't think the Rams are going to score a ton of points on this Bills defense. I've been saying all camp long, Matt, all preseason, this is honestly the best I've seen the Bills defense look in a long time at camp. I think their defenses look tremendous. Yes, I understand Tredavious White being out is a bit of an issue because you have rookies now that you have to rely on against Cooper Cup and against Allen Robinson, especially in the red zone. He's going to be a beast. But I, I think I don't know if the Rams get over twenty points. I'll, I'll give them, really? yeah, I, I'll give them twenty, and I think the Bills can get to 24, 27. I'll say twenty-seven, twenty Bills. I think they can do that. Wow. Okay. I think the Rams are going to get more than that. I think I will pick the Bills to win twenty-seven to twenty-six in a sneak out, wow, skin of their teeth game, and I think it's like the full circle moment because they couldn't win any one score games last year. And then I think they start the season with winning a tight one score game. And I don't know if it's like a bass kick at the end or whatever it is, but I think the bills have the more balanced team. I don't think that the Rams are like, I think the Rams can absolutely win this game, but I think that I like the bills offense and defense combined more than I like the Rams offense and defense combined. We talked real quick about, we talked about Aaron Donald, Von Miller returning in a, Bill's uniform instead of a Rams uniform, of course. I mean, it's going to be a big deal for him, too. And Matt, I think one of the keys we talk about, I think he's got to make a play. And this is why you got him. He's got to make a play in the situation. And I think he can, but I think the Bill's defense has to make a game-changing play at some point. I would look at Von Miller to be the guy that maybe do that. See, I think it's Ed Oliver. I think Ed Oliver is going to be the one that everybody's going to have their eyes on Vaughn and they're going to be concerned. And when we answered the question earlier when we were talking, somebody said, who's going to be the player that like surprises you, stands out? Tim Settle is more under the radar. Ed Oliver, I think, is poised to have a monstrous season. And I don't think it's fair to compare him to Aaron Donald like people often try and do. But I think if the Bills need a big play on defense, I think Vaughn gets the attention, draws the attention away, and then Ed Oliver pounces. So I think that if they come down to needing a big stop or a big play, I think it'll be Ed Oliver who steps up for the Bills defense. 
Boy, between Tim Settle and Oliver Von Miller, how good can this Bills D-line be? We'll get into that as we go on in the season. We'll see on Thursday night. All right. Everybody knows where they can find me on the Bills Radio Network. We're going to have all the coverage for you on WGR Sports Radio 550 and along the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. How about you, Matt? When are you getting out there? What do you got going on coverage-wise where people can follow you and follow along? Yeah, so we are going out there on Tuesday. We are doing a story with Chad Hall. I know we talked about that. He's actually the brother-in-law of Matthew Stafford. That's Bills wide receiver coach Chad Hall. His sister is married to Matthew Stafford, and he is just absolutely beloved in the Bills locker room. So we're looking forward to putting that story together. We're, of course, going to be talking about Von Miller going back to Los Angeles because it is such a big story. But yeah, we get out there Tuesday. We're going to have live coverage on Wednesday and then all day Thursday because it's just, it's here. It's finally here. It's the regular season. We can take all of that other stuff and put it behind us. We made it. No doubt about it. And of course, it is the regular season. We'll be here all season long. We want you to subscribe to us. We want you to throw us a nice five-star rating and review. We appreciate that. It's always game day in Buffalo. All of your Odyssey platforms, however you listen to your podcasts, we are right there for you. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. For Matt Bove, I'm Sal Capaccio. Enjoy Bills Rams Thursday night. I know we're going to enjoy it. We'll talk to you after that.